Hi guys, welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Real Deal. I am your host, Steph Sellen. This is episode four, and as promised from the last episode, I told you guys I was really hoping to have Carissa join me um, because she's a new agent with a mom, and after my last podcast, it was all about being a mom and juggling the home life and the realtor life and, and how crazy it is. I thought it'd be cool for Carissa to pop in and talk about how crazy it is starting out in real estate with being a mom and, and all that mumbo jumbo. So Carissa is here with me today. Carissa, how long have you been in real estate? Um, well, I've been in real estate in Pennsylvania for let's since April. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't. I thought it was a year, but I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's been quite it's a not year yet. Quite a year yet, no. But um, and I dabbled in it a little bit in Virginia. I had my license in Virginia prior to moving up here, and did some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, so I was never really out in the field on my own but I did gain some experience there. Right, you worked with your, under your mom, right? Yes, yes, but I, I gotta tell you, Virginia and Pennsylvania, very different. <laughs> yeah. I bet, I feel like all the states are so different with their rules and laws and regulations, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, how long were you in it in Virginia? Um, about a year there as well. Oh yeah? Yeah, before that That's I was good. in the restaurant industry, so oh, it was yeah, kind yeah. of a big, a big jump. A big change. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. So Chris is actually my mentee. I'm her mentor. So when she joined EXP, she kind of joined under me, which doesn't really mean a, a whole lot. Like I, I walk her through everything for her first three transactions. I'm, I'm there for whenever she, she needs me. Um, and then EXP, you could kind of like, if you want to build a team, you can, which I don't really do the team thing. Um, but I definitely count on her to, to help me out and I give her referrals and and uh, she's been awesome starting out, like really hungry, really ready to dive into real estate. So I really enjoyed um, having Carissa under me because she's the first agent that I've had that I can pass things on to and she takes care of it and it's been awesome. But Carissa, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, your kids, your home life. Who are you, Carissa? Well, I am, I'm a fiance finally. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and I have three kids. Um, I have a three-year-old boy and two girls, six and almost 10. Um, they are, they're quite the handful. They're <laughs> funny and they're far more energetic than I am. Um, and they're just like so eager to learn about yeah. life and things in life. And um, so we spend a, a lot of time together and we play a lot of games and they uh, are super into learning to cook and bake, which oh, yeah, it's, it's really great that they want to learn that. But it's also like really stressful when you're as OCD <laughs> as I am to have three kids in your kitchen with you with with so many ingredients. Right. <laughs> Flowers, um, knives. It's, it's really fun. We've we've talked about uh, starting to film our cooking segments. So that's cool. Where will you be doing those at? Like just in on my own kitchen. And if I do, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really weird about being in front of the camera. So um, <laughs> I don't know if they'll be publicly available or not. Aww. At least not off the bat. Um, my, my youngest, he says some pretty uh, outrageous <laughs> things for a three-year-old. So the first few segments may just be for you know family and close friends but right. yep maybe youtube or facebook in the future 
Yeah. Yeah. I know everyone, like, one of the reasons why I started this podcast because everyone always told me, you need to have a YouTube channel. You need to do this. You need to do that. I could not have a YouTube channel. I'd be turned in. Like, it's something <laughs> I could say and do. I feel like people report me left and right. So I completely get, like, not wanting the world to see what goes on behind the doors. Yeah. Well, I mean, but your kids are very entertaining as well. So, like, just from what you can hear in the background on the phone, it would be very fun to watch, I'm sure. Oh, it's crazy. All right. So, I I had a list of questions for uh, Carissa, and I just realized I kind of asked the same one twice. I was going to ask her, what got you into real estate, and then what is your why, which is kind of the same. So, why did you choose real estate? What got you here? Um. So, I... I, um, I've always had a passion for helping people. And, um, when I was, before I moved up here, I, uh, had temporarily moved back in with my parents and I got to watch my mom pretty closely working with her clients. And she just like had this visible joy when she was working with her clients and then being able to see like how excited and happy and maybe a little bit scared you know, her clients were with such a large purchase. Um, But in buying a home, it was just something that I really wanted to be able to help people achieve. And um, she's made great friendships along the way. And, and I kind of just wanted to be a part of something like that. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, as, as far as like further into that, that's why I wanted to do that. But even more so, you know, I just thought it would be a great opportunity to help provide for my family, mm-hmm. um, still have a little bit of flexibility in scheduling, uh, which when, when you get into real estate, you realize it's, you don't really set your own schedule, no. but there is some flexibility there. So, yeah. Yeah. um, that flexibility is really great. And, and being able to work from home is, uh, challenging all in its own, but it's also like a really big blessing to be able to do that. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. It sucks sometimes not having an office to go to, to be able to separate home from work, but in the same breath, like I know I'm raising my kid, like nobody else says I'm doing that. So there's a, a sense of security in that, but then sometimes I want to pull my hair out because if I could just go somewhere for an hour, I could get everything done. Oh yeah. I have definitely, that is it. It's like the, the hour is like the magical mark, just one solid hour, no interruption. And if right. in the ideal world, you know, if, if all kids napped and right in the perfect world, you'd get that. But yeah, I think we were supposed to do this an hour earlier than we are today. And here we are because nap time did not happen when nap time was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we so. could just change and do what we want. That's what I said. Someone asked me, I should do um, a podcast on a day in my life. There's no way. Like every day is different. I'm not yeah. scheduled not structured i'm hey he's sleeping i'm gonna make some phone calls like there's no structure whatsoever at all do you have any like is there anything that you i know i didn't write this down as a question but is there anything that you're like i have to do this at this set of time i have to do this there like are you structured more than i am because i am not at all the only real structure i have i mean i try i got this piece of advice in one of the courses that our brokerage offers. I don't remember which one it is, but they said to write everything down. If you needed to do it in a day, write it down, put it somewhere on your calendar, on your schedule. I have a giant whiteboard. I want to say it's like four feet wide and by three feet. It's pretty large. And I have a 
a mapped out monthly calendar that I put on there and I have to write everything down. And at the end of the day, no, not everything on my list of things to do for that day gets done that day. Um, right. Sometimes things get moved around, but I think the only thing that actually happens at the time that is supposed to happen is my kids go to bed. Oh, Tanya. <laughs> That's like the only thing. And even sometimes that is like, a little bit off but that's like the most consistent thing that is like scheduled that is supposed to happen at a certain time and, and usually does great yeah i don't miss bedtime i'm gonna do that wait for nice i'm going to because i want some mama time exactly that's like the only thing i mean i try to make it a point to there are certain things that i know i need to do each day and i make sure at some point they get done they're not always yeah. in the order i want them to be but Right, um, right. For the most part, the things that are my absolutely, I must do this, you know, yep. they, they do, they yep. get done. Like I can't go a day without doing a load of laundry. That'd be insane. Yeah. Um, but it's things like yep. that. So no, okay. for the most part, I don't have structure. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> me neither. All right. So back to real estate a lot. I know a lot of newer agents and, and people that are considering getting into real estate. They really struggle with taking the courses and doing the test and all of that. Um, I know when I did my test, like I did it like it was my job and I studied and I think I had it done within like two months and then took the, the test. Um, but I, I was, that that's what I did all day, every day. It's a, it's a lot. How long did it take you to decide you want to be in real estate, do the courses and then take your test? Um, I want to say from the deciding, I, I want to say it was a little over a year. I, it had to have been, you sold our house in town and yeah. it was shortly after that, that I was like, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should give this a go up here. Yeah. And I had started thinking about it. And then I think from that point, it took me almost a year to complete my really? actual coursework. Oh, yeah. I had to extend I it out two or three times, which lucky them because that costs money um but i just you know with three kids and yeah. two out of three having extracurriculars and our youngest had like many health issues when he was younger yeah. um i was just never really able to focus on it um, right. and so and it's a lot of information in a very short period of time yeah. Um, so between having to complete the course and then, you know, I, I think I called you and told you I just wasn't ready to take the tests yet. Yeah. I was like terrified to take, I mean, when I took my test in Virginia, I, you take two ta tests, a national and a state, and I passed one of them. And then I had to take the other one a second time. And I was terrified yeah. that that would happen here. So I put a lot of of what free time I did have into studying. And I took a little bit longer before I took those those tests. Um, mm -hmm. so I think like all in all, from the time I started thinking about it to the time I was finished, it was almost a year and a half. Yeah. And then well, once I got it, it took me like a little, a little extra time. You know, I got my license in April and I really didn't start doing much with it until June. Cause I needed that little extra kick of like, you're okay. You got this. Yeah. And so then once I reached that point was where I was like, okay, you know what? I can do this. This is fine. I got it. No big deal. That's right. when I actually started, you know yeah utilizing my license and i'm glad you said it took you that long because i have agents i have an agent now that 
um, she's probably going on a year and she, she just keeps pushing it back and pushing it back because she's scared to take the test. And I told her, like, one, it, it's, it's your own pace, whatever you're comfortable with. Like, don't worry about anybody else. But two, that test is so hard and so confusing. And most people, I think, I don't know what the stats are anymore, but most people fail it. And it's okay. Like you're going to be joined among a thousand other great agents that failed that test because it is all like, it's a horrible test. I think they set you yeah. up to fail. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad. And then, then you said you, you, which one did you fail in Virginia, the state or the national? Um, I'm, which one has the most math? Ma national has the math. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. That would be the one because I have never like math gives me the worst anxiety. And yeah. I've never been good at math. And I remember sitting, you know, I, when I was in Virginia, I had actually um, paid to do the course online. And then that just never worked out. I never completed it. And then finally, I was like, I'm going to do it in person. So I know I'll get it done. And I'll, yeah. know I'll be there. And I'm not wasting any money, not completing right. something. So I actually yeah. went to classes for that one. And I mean, in Pennsylvania, I did it online, which is probably why it yeah. took me a little bit longer too. But right. um, I remember the teacher saying, you know, everyone I know that's taken this test, they've only gotten like four math questions. So even if you missed all four math questions, you'll still pass. Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. That's fantastic. Because I suck at math. Like, I won't do math without pulling out my notes from the course to make sure I'm doing it correctly because it's a big deal. I mean, now mm -hmm. I'm a lot more comfortable and confident with it and I know my formulas and I'm okay, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't then. So like that gave me like the worst anxiety. And I swear to you, I went in and I like sat down for this test. I'm like, okay, just four math questions. I got this. And I'm pretty sure I had like, I don't know, 14, 15 math questions. It was an absurd oh, yeah. amount of math questions. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I am not going to pass this, but it's fine. I can retake it. So here we are. Yeah. yeah and then I, I did. did. Yeah. I mean, I studied probably, I think it, I went in and scheduled it the day I failed it because they were scheduling yeah. like two weeks out. And that whole two weeks, I just studied every single formula because that is the only oh, thing yeah. that I struggled with. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I you can retake it. Like it's oh my dog. Let me see coke. It's no big deal if you fail. You can retake it. And a lot of people fail. It has nothing to do with you. And I promise you, what you're learning and what you're taking these tests on are is not gonna help you in real estate at all. It's just to keep you out of jail. That's yeah, it. pretty much. Okay. So moving on. Um, what's been the hardest thing getting started? Because I think it's like what, eighty percent is it? I don't know how many it is. It's a high percentage of realtors don't make it past their first year because it's such a hard industry to get into and like get some steam and, and get rolling. So what's been your hardest part so far in your first year getting your business up and running? So I, I want to say the hardest part for me would have to have been like just my lack of connections and relationships in this area. Yeah. Um, you know, I lived here for four years and a lot of that I was just a stay at home mom and I say right. just a stay at home mom that's a big job it's a big deal <laughs> and it's yes, awesome it to be able to do that but I didn't venture very far out of the circle that I was brought into um yeah. so I it's just been like a, a leads that's that's my obstacle it's just lead yeah you know yeah when you're first starting out, you pretty much depend on your sphere, your sphere, people, you know, 
and and if it's like you like you moved here you didn't know a whole lot of people you depend on pretty much your fiance and 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 his realm of friends and stuff and if you don't have that it's it's got to be hard yeah it's a little scary and you know i i luck out and he's been super supportive and he's you know yeah he's been bearing the burden of the finances so like he's always yeah. supported us and he's still able to and that's really nice so like the slow period really doesn't affect us in a way where most people right. that get into real estate they don't have that right and so if you leave your career or you know you're jumping into it and trying to do it full-time right off the bat and you don't have that support and there's always a period you know markets fluctuate there's always that downtime yeah and, and that's yeah. i think what gets most people is they just really don't yeah. they're not prepared for that and they can't right. afford to sit back and let things happen the way that they do right yeah yep it's hard that's what um someone told me when you first get into real estate though if if you're depending on it to be like your your sole income make sure you have six months of um like your finances and everything yeah and actually that sorry to interrupt you but that statistic has recently changed and it's actually a year now are you serious yeah well, they, they tell they now have changed it to a year which is mind-blowing yeah yeah it's not it's like if dustin wasn't working i would never be able to have gotten into real estate ever ever because I, you just you can't like <laughs> you might have your first closing and then you don't like you might have not have your first closing until three to six months and they might not have another one for another three months and your first closing might only be a fifty thousand dollar house like that's like that well you know that's not that much money into right that for months like it's it's impossible so yeah and you don't know really going into it like the work you're doing now you don't see any return from right. that for three months yeah. you know and sometimes yeah. sometimes longer rarely yeah. shorter but seriously yeah. like no one really prepares you for that right yep um but what's been um your best thing that's happened this year like how oh no how was your first year in general like how how was it on the scale of one to ten how do you think it was i i think i would give myself a seven yeah a solid seven so I got my license in April. Yeah. I really didn't start doing anything until June with that. I mean, like, yeah. really, I didn't. And, you know, in my first year, I had, I, I there was, it was five units total. Nice. My sales were 416000 Yeah. You know, two of those closed transactions were my listings. I feel like. A first year agent with so little sphere. <laughs> yeah. It's a kind uh -huh. of a big deal to have listings right off the bat like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first year, I think I had two. Yeah. And two. I mean, I, and I have three total, just one of them hasn't closed, you know, yet. But right. I just thought it was like really super cool that I had those listings right off the bat. I was able to close five deals. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I know a lot of agents that didn't have that their first year. You know, there's right. several that I know that only closed one their first year and they were in it a lot longer than I was. So, no, I think you had like that. I was really curious in what you thought, because I think you had an amazing first year and your year's still not over. You still have a couple months. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're going to I think you're going to surpass your your five. And I think you did awesome this year as a as Thank a first you. agent. 
with a small sphere and a mom staying at home like it's it's hard it's not it it's not easy so i think you did great but mm-hmm. talking about being a mom how is it with the littles like um do you struggle with like i struggle with showings and and closings and and those kind of things um how do you feel like it is being a mom staying at home trying to be a realtor and a mom so i said it before and i'll say it again it is freaking hard <laughs> it is hard it is so hard i i'm the kind of mom so i'm really weird about leaving my kids with people um yeah. ever since my daughter was like two i just i don't like to do it if you're not family i really struggle to even like yeah. let people watch my kids and it doesn't matter yeah. where it is um and i can be like five minutes away and it still gives me the worst anxiety and so right. i don't really typically leave my kids with anyone and um and my son is like i said he's three and he like if i'm on the phone he wants to be talking to whoever i'm talking to and uh, that's actually kind of played out for the better in my favor on multiple occasions he's pretty cute and he talks very well for three and so he has had full-on conversations with clients or potential clients and they've loved it um and then there's times where i'm running outside and it's you know 10 degrees and i'm in just a t-shirt but i'm on the phone and he's like trying to get it and i i gotta run outside so i can have that quiet conversation um so it's really hard and i always feel really terrible when i get like a spur of the moment showing or you know like i have an appointment i don't have anyone that can keep him and he's gotta like tag along yeah Um, yep but again like you'd be surprised how many people are like oh is he gonna give us our tour and he actually like goes in and shows properties with me so it's hard it's a little scary you know um yeah like i don't ever want to take him on on a showing if i haven't met the person before you never know we're in a crazy world um but i manage you know i gave all of the family members their own set of responsibilities and so they all do really well and help keep up with you know tidying and making sure things get done and um my fiance has been like amazing like I don't know how many men out there really do the dishes and like laundry and sweep but he does all of the things and it's very nice (laughs) like I could get used to it Oh, nice. but it's it's challenging but it's manageable with the right yeah. support and you know yep yep i'm with you that's what the the last podcast i did i was talking about taking my kids with me and stuff and i think for the most part like that's what i was saying for the most part i think people appreciate it and it makes you real when like yeah. you do have to put on a show and you do have to do that now like i've had to take kids to closings and that was awful and i've decided not to do that anymore but um I think for like laid back things like showings and and whatnot most people are completely fine with you bringing your kid and it, it makes you more real to them than yeah so i get yeah. a little lucky sometimes like my kids kind of think it's really cool because that's the only time they get like ipad screen time yeah so they're <laughs> like yeah i'll go i'll behave yeah. i'll watch the ipad for you know however yep. long it takes <laughs> so, right. so at least yep. they're not super mad about the fact that they have to sit in the car and right. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that if I know I was fine. I won't let them have any screen time or anything. It's like, nope, not right now. When we're in the car, when I'm showing, then you can watch whatever you want, but not yep. right now. <laughs> yeah. So um I know like starting out it is 
a whole bunch of struggles and and it's uh very defeating sometimes because you're working so hard and you you just want to help people and you want to do this and you want to do that and like everything falls apart and i know you had some major struggles this year um how were you able to overcome it and still want to be in real estate because i feel like that's where um it either makes you or breaks you um, when you have those struggles and and you're you're one you, you're not making any money two you're dealing with not nice people and three you still got to like kind of push forward and go on and i know you had those so how did you overcome it and still want to stay in the business well um being able to call people like you and my mother <laughs> uh-huh. and going on a tangent and then <laughs> having you be able to relate and yeah you know you guys have both been able to like give stories back that have been like oh okay you know like this they made it through it i can make it through it and even some of our brokers saying hey you're getting it all out all done and over with you know your first few months in you can handle this you can handle anything that's been like oddly comforting to me yeah (laughs) you can make it through this you can make it through anything but um (laughs) i i try not to take too personally um yeah the way I look at it is these people are making like the biggest one of the biggest purchases of their lifetime yeah um and it's a lot of money that goes into it and it's a big deal and they don't see all of the things that we see and they don't know all of the things that we know and so they really heavily rely on us and so you know what yeah I it might make someone a little bit crazy it might give someone a little bit yeah, they would put me on edge, you know, like it's a lot of money. It's a lot of yeah. responsibility and that can do things to people. And so I try not to, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. I just, I try yeah. not to let it sit in my head and fester. And, you know, I just being able to vent about it just yeah. helps me kind of let go of it. And then yeah. I, I journal about stuff like that. So like normally I try to journal about the good things in life, but I have a bad journal where I write down like the really terrible things that is awesome. and I then that's just that kind of how I let it go. And then I try not to think about it anymore. And usually that works, writing it down, lets it go. And then I don't even, I don't even go back to it. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think that you hit the nail on the head. These people, it's one of the most stressful times in their lives and you're there to walk them through that. And so you get the backlash and you get their anger and frustrations. And, and we just got to learn to, to let it go roll off our shoulders and i completely understand their their concerns and their worries um and it, i know it's not my fault and they know it's not my fault i'm just the one that's hearing it and sometimes it's hard not to take it personal but hey listen the, i think you and i both know from a certain phone call with me on the side of the road <laughs> yeah. that it's sometimes it's hard not to take it personal it is it is so. it's very hard you gotta have broad shoulders but in the end we do get those good clients and we do get most of, like most of the time it's i mean i think every transaction has its up and has its ups and downs but most of the time you're able to give them the keys and it's a good it's a good ending like it's, yes. it's great and, yeah and you talk to them and, and you miss them i know i miss my clients sometimes yes. when yeah you deal with them all the time and then it's just done and it's like oh. yeah it's just like no more well, yeah. I, I mean, I still kind of text mine on occasion. Right. And see yeah. what I'm doing. Because it's like, I was talking to you every day for a few months. There. Oh, now no. I'm not really. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. and you know what? The really great clients and the people who are, are genuinely happy and appreciate you make it like 
even easier to block out the really crappy situations. Yep, absolutely. So what advice would you give an agent or someone that's thinking about being going into real estate? What advice would you give them jumping into this career? Um, I honestly, I could probably spend an entire podcast talking about this with you. Yeah. Truly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like the most important thing, and I, and I don't mean this to sound negative. I mean it to sound like, like you got to be realistic with yourself. So like my biggest piece of advice would be to do your research. Yeah. You know, talk to agents that have been in the field for a while, ask them what their first year looked like versus how it looks for them now. Um, Mm -hmm. and and how long it took them to get there, you know, and even ask them what they wish they would have known. Um, and furthermore, you know, talking to different brokerages and finding out, you know, what all their fees are, their commission split. Do they require you to be part of an association? What do those fees look like? You know, um, state fees, local fees, MLS fees, it's yeah. an expensive <laughs> business to get into. I mean, it is. It it's costs a pretty penny. And most of those expenses start before you even have your first yeah. client. You know, yeah. you have your business cards and your signs and your marketing and leads. And who provides your leads? Where do you get those from? You know, it's like there's just so much that goes into it. And people don't see that side of it. Um, no. I don't know mm-hmm. if you just think like there's a magical setup where things just kind of get handed to us, but that's not the case. It's, you know, you have a broker that you work under and they're responsible for you and you have all these laws and regulations you have to follow. And, but at the end of the day, you are your own business Yeah, and you have to view it as such. I mean, it's, you know, you have to have a full year of finances saved up to fall back on because there are times where it's going to be really dead and you're not going to have so much coming in and that's scary, Mm -hmm. but I mean, there's plenty of people that do it and the statistics are out there. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, but you know, you're right. It's a very high percentage of people that don't make it in the field. And I feel like if people looked into it more and, and saw what it takes, they'd be more prepared and, you know, they'd have that, you know, a little bit of extra cushion for finances or, um, just the time put into building their sphere, which that's, if, if I could change anything, that's what I would have done. I would have probably waited a little bit longer to oh, do yeah. it and just tried to like be a bigger part of the community and build my sphere more. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I here I am, you know, I'm in it and, and I'm where I'm at. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I also have the support to be able to do that. So most people don't have that though. Um, right. but so I would say doing the research has a huge, huge part of it. I mean, like you just, you would find out so much more than you would have even thought to. Um, and then, you know, looking into your own network, um, do you know, lenders and bankers, inspectors, you know, insurance people, just to name a few, because you're going to need it. You know, there's, you have to have a pretty wide network of professionals. Um, and I think probably the next most important thing would be to ask yourself why you want to do it. Yeah. You know, if well. your answer is because you want to make your own schedule, we already discussed that that's like not even a thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you really don't get to do that. So you need to find 
a different reason and just be really realistic, you know, and, and set your boundaries. You know, most people want to see homes or call you and talk on nights and weekends and, and, you know, that's okay. But if you don't want to be available past nine or before 8am or, you know, on Sundays, that's okay too. So I think setting boundaries would also be a really big deal. Yep. Yep. I think it's a, it's not an industry you just jump into like, Hey, I want to be a real, and I think like the TV and social media and and reality TV completely construes people's version of what it's actually like, because it is not all. No, they make it look really easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is is not like the showing house. Honestly, I think showing houses is only like 10% of our job. Like, it's not like the fun part. Like we don't do, I mean, we do it, but it's just a small chunk of, yeah. of everything else that we do. And it's not, it's not great. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah. So I think um, diving in and I, I don't know anymore, um, but I know when I, cause I haven't had, I did have someone just currently reach out to me about joining, but I haven't actually talked to her, like sat down and talked to her yet. But I used to tell people like, just to get into it, just to pay for your classes um get set up pay for, like you need like 12 to 1300 just to get started that's even before you're making any money yeah like it, it's, it's a big I, I, I honestly i think it's a little bit more than that now i bet it is now it's I insane it is. i mean it really yeah. is yeah it takes money to make money and you gotta have a lot of money up front yeah and you have to uh you have to prepare for that and and know so i think yeah, it's, it's very true to say so back in one of my little college stints I I went to college a few times I didn't finish any of them because I never knew what I wanted to do yeah yeah and I took a business class and you know they said it usually takes at least a year before you see any type of profit yeah and so if you're looking at real estate even you know as a business which it is it's your business yeah you're looking at the same thing at the end of the day after yeah. all the startup fees and the quarterly fees and the monthly fees and all of that, you're looking yep. at about a year before you profit, especially with the way things go. I mean, you, you have to get your name out there and you have to build your brand and market yourself. So you're looking at, at at least a year before you really have Makes- a good profit or any profit at all. Yep. Yep, I agree with that 100%. I think it took me like three years, if I'm being honest, because I didn't have like a mentor. And I, with with my previous brokerage, I didn't have any like guidance or, or anything. So um, I feel like it took me more than a year, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a different topic. But is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you wanted to tell people about starting out in real estate with having kids and, and getting into this business? Um, if I had to say anything else, I would say, don't be scared to make the jump if it's something you really want to do. Yeah. Find the support that you need to do it. Um, and even if it's not real estate and it's still another work from home position, you can do it. You learn, it takes time. I mean, it took me since April till recently you find the balance you find yep. ways to make it work and to achieve yep. the things that you need to achieve and get things done it is not yep. always easy no one day is the same <laughs> but it's absolutely doable yeah 
yep i think it's it's pretty cool and uh support is amazing like um with exp because we're online so we don't have like offices to go to and people to go to but um i know i'm i'm great friends with other local realtors like we we just had lunch the other what was it friday um and then there's so many facebook groups and there's there's other events and other things you can go to so i think having a support group with like-minded people that are in the same industry as you can make a world of difference like you don't have to do yeah. it on your own there's yeah. so many people out there that most agents are fair and want to help you and watch you succeed so yes and i'm not here to advertise for exp but what i do have to say is if i had a dollar for every time i was in a meeting and my kid was in the background screaming and they had no idea yeah. i wouldn't even need to sell a house i'd be rich right <laughs> i know the online thing with being a mom is just so beneficial like i don't have to get ready and get in the car and get a babysitter to go to these weekly meetings and i want to be at every meeting every training like i am all in and to be able to do that online at home oh it has been a, a game changer yeah, so i agree well i thank you for coming on um i appreciate everything you said and shared with us and um I'd, I'd like to have you back some sometime in the the future to see how your second year went and and how great you did in your second year well thank you for having me i was incredibly nervous but very excited this is you the did. year of yeses for me so there this was my first yes to something that makes me uncomfortable but i did it and that's that's awesome and it was fun i loved it and thank you for being like literally one of the most phenomenal mentors. Oh, so, I wouldn't be here still if it weren't for you. hundred percent. That I have loved having you and uh, being there for you and and seeing you crush it your first year. I think it was pretty cool. So I'm honored to be part of your journey. But we will end it there. Thanks, Carissa. I will talk to you later.